Welcome back to the program. I'm Rabina Ahmed Huck, and this is On Point. Uh, well, it's the story of the day. Uh, the union representing some 55,000 Ontario education workers who walked off the job last week say their protest sites will be collapsed starting tomorrow, and workers will be back after Premier Doug Ford said he will repeal legislation that imposed a contract and ban them from striking. Well, a gentleman I know who has a lot to say about everything that has happened, not just today, but over the last few weeks, is uh, John Fraser. He is MPP for Ottawa South and the interim leader of the Ontario Liberal Party. John, welcome to the program. Thanks, Irene. Happy to be here. Um, your reaction to everything that happened today, I think a lot of parents sort of felt whiplash. You know, we were sort of preparing for kids to be in, in uh, online for quite some time, and all of a sudden, they're back. <laughs> they're back in the classroom. But your reaction from, from, your, from your point of view? Well, I think, you know, I think, um, you know, we can talk about how we got here. But today, for um, a lot of people, parents, uh, kids, um, I was out uh, at the protests here in Ottawa talking to workers. There's a sense of relief. Um, you know, nobody wants to not be in school. Uh, like everybody wants the kids in school. So I think that, um, you know, it, it's, you know, it's, it's good in that sense. I mean, there's still a lot of work to be done. You know, the government's got to make good on its commitment to bargain in good faith. So there's some hope there. Um, you know, I think, um, you know, I, I would describe the sense out there today as relief for a lot of people. Uh, we didn't have to have get, we, we didn't have to be here. Uh, but it's good that we are no longer uh, in the situation we were for the last couple of days. How could this have been handled differently? There's been so much talk about the notwithstanding clause, how it's using a hammer to kill a fly or a sledgehammer to kill a fly, the, those kind of uh, the imagery to sort of describe how, what an overreach it was. Um, what, yeah. what went wrong? <laughs> what, what would you say went wrong? Uh, yeah. well, the, well, first of all, the government started writing this back-to-work legislation in the summer. Uh, while they were bargaining. Um, and there was a lot of uh, bargaining in the media by the government, um, exaggerating figures. Um, um, had, you know, just, we're, we, it, it was, this was the outcome. Uh, the outcome the government wanted was to introduce this legislation. Uh, they wanted a fight. Um, and, um, and that's why they, that's, that's what happened. And, what happened was workers and uh, and kids and their families were caught in the middle, and it was the wrong thing to do. The government should have just bargained uh, in good faith, uh, and um, and not brought us to this point where uh, where you know families were really concerned, uh, work- workers were concerned. You know, you know, hardly anybody can afford to be off work these days. Everybody's got bills to pay. So I I, I just I, the government. Uh, this was last Thursday was the outcome that they wanted. What they found out, though, was uh, not only was there no support amongst any labor unions for the government, they were losing support quickly, but it was clear that parents were supporting. uh, They lost the support of parents, and for good reason. Yeah, a lot of people were running sort of online polls. Even, you know, I always go to my Facebook local chats to see what people are really talking about because that's where the real conversations are happening. Uh, if you can't actually get out there and talk to people face to face, but, uh, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people on both sides and very strong opinions on both sides. Uh, talk to me a little bit about the divisiveness of what we've been feeling because it, it, it is, you know, it, it's it's culminated with everything we've just gone through with the pandemic, which has been such a divisive time yeah. and how this strike 
And this time is different because of the anxiety that so many parents are feeling from what we've been through in the last two and a half years. Well, um, look, it was um, incumbent on both sides uh, to keep kids in school and to bargain in good faith. I mean, I just think if we look at it in the summer, it's like nobody wanted it. You know, we have to figure out a way to do it. And um, and the government decided that it would be, uh, in, they thought the best thing for them to do was to um, to divide people, to um, demonize education workers. I mean, you're talking about educational assistants who work with, you know, some you know students with the most exceptional needs. Um, you know, the, the people who um, school administrators or secretaries uh, who keep the school running it together, they're among the lowest paid. And the government was was demonizing them. But the other thing the government did in this legislation is they sent a message to literally every person who works in this province that, you know, you, your right to bargain for a living wage is no longer guaranteed, along with other rights, because we can just say, you know what? We don't have to respect the law. We can just put this thing in the notwithstanding clause and nobody can touch us. And I think that, that yeah. um, I think that struck a chord with people. Yeah, and it had, there was a lot said about how what message this sends to other provinces when they uh, when they negotiate with their unions um, and their education workers, whoever is in a position to negotiate. Uh, do you do you think there's been damage done where other provinces might feel that they can also use this uh, to their advantage? Other governments can feel they can use this to their advantage. Well, I think now that, that you know, I, as I said, you know, labor and just people in general send a very strong message about using this to restrict people's rights to bargain for a wage, you know, using this to re using this, um, you know, in a way that's very unfair and unconstitutional, even though you're using a clause from the constitution, it's not the spirit of the charter of rights. I don't, you know, I think any province that would anybody else who would try to do this again should learn the lesson of what's happened here is, you know, there is no support for doing this. And the other piece is we're, you know, one of the challenges in our society and our economy is we can't find people, we can't find enough people for hospitals or schools or grocery stores or manufacturing or all sorts of other activities that we do. We, we don't have enough people to do the jobs that need to be done. So, you know, there's, when the government's bargaining in this way, they're sending the, the government's bargaining this way, they're sending the wrong message to people like nurses and, you know, early childhood educators. You know, you have to make it attractive for people to come to work. Uh, and what we need right now is we need uh, more people uh, in our economy, um, building things, helping people. And uh, the government has to see that as, as John, thank uh, you. an important goal. We've, we've run out of time, John, but we okay. thank you so much for Great. joining us today and uh, for giving us your uh, perspective on what everything that's been happening. That's John Fraser. He's MPP for Ottawa South and interim leader of the Ontario Liberal Party. I'm Rabina Ahmed-Hawk, and this is On Point.